Hello and welcome to a technical episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Rick Harmon from Durango, Colorado, owner of Division 9 Robotics. Rick has possibly created a way to turn your existing automatic tools into continuous flow tools with a simple setup. He also maybe almost lost everything. We launched these things, finally got a very, very good pump system working. Okay. We're about three months away. I've got a machinist as a partner. Things are looking really good. And then went through this divorce that just completely, oh, wiped, right. completely wiped me out financially. Um, the machinist didn't want to stick around because I there's I had no money. There's just nothing. Yeah. So I started over again in LA. Um, from that day to this day, I've been building it back up. Um, not building up the tools because they were working, but I guess building me up and my resources. We discuss Canvas, the robotic drywall finisher, and we discuss the patent process and learning a thing or two from his dad. He's also introducing a new tool to the market in August 23. The Drywall Podcast is brought to you exclusively by Columbia Tools in the month of June. Columbia Tools helps you get through your workday more easily and more efficiently with their line of automatic and semi-automatic drywall finishing tools. You will spend less time at each job saving you money. They're not selling you just any tool. They're here to make sure you are armed and ready to dominate your finishing game. The Drywall Podcast is also brought to you by Fresco Harmony, now available at csrbuilding.com. Guests of the Drywall Podcast will receive a free color pack along with a lot of other cool stuff for just being on the Drywall Podcast. You can listen to this interview and every interview every Friday on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. But for now, Rick Hartman out of Durango, Colorado on the 55th episode of the Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. Okay, no problem. Hello, welcome to the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Rick Harmon from Durango, Colorado, with Division 9 Robotics. There it is. Nailed it. Yeah, uh, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. So, Rick was, you were referred to me by Brendan uh, out of Australia, and he was like, you got to talk to this Rick guy. Uh, I think he would be a great interview. So he was singing your praises. And then I was on the phone with you this morning and I was like, let's just do it, dude. Let's do a, uh, let's do a podcast. And, you, and we were kind of like going into the history of you and I and drywall talk. And, uh, you know, you started to get into this, like the, the, some of the stuff that you're up to. And I was like, whoa, 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 man. Let's back up and uh, let's let's get this on on camera or not on camera, as it were. We're having trouble with Rick's uh, video, but we have great audio and we're going to have a good conversation. Great. 
<laughs> so okay let's back up um are you a uh, question i always ask are you first generation drywaller no i'm third generation third my grandfather did plastering old style plastering lath and plaster that kind of thing and then my father ran the tube or ran the bazooka in the bay area in the 60s okay um, he was very very good at it worked on the embarcadero project if i remember correctly and moved to Salem, Oregon when I was like five years old and then opened up his own drywall company there. Cool. And we have some parallels because I was up in Oregon uh, working in the union. I was up there probably 99. Yeah. Like 98. That was when I was in the union. I was a I was an apprentice in the union and we worked in Portland too. Portland, Nike World Campus. Yeah. And then, and then Intel, like we were talking about. Yeah, Nike on Murray Boulevard, I drove away there all the time when you were yep. there, when you were in Newburgh. I had done drywall starting in 1978. And okay. around 87 or so, I went to night school to get into electronics. Okay. So I graduated in 90. So we had about a year overlap there. Okay. And then I went ahead and left. I yeah, I was in Silicon Valley. I was in Newburgh in uh, 94. Four. I played soccer for George Fox University, 94, 95 oh, yeah. season. So I went to college. I went to college there. Okay. okay. Um, I got my dates yeah. a little off, but I think we're okay. Yep. A little bit, a little bit. Not bad though. We're, we're just sort of ships passing in the night a little bit. And now you're yeah. in Durango, a short, yeah. a mere four hours from Albuquerque. So we need to, uh, we need to schedule a little hookup or you can come down here. I love, I don't need a good reason to go up to Durango. I love it up there. <laughs> and also I pass through Durango when I go up to, cause we sell product in Montrose we have two locations in Montrose, the Out West Drywall Supply and the Drywall Supply Yard. Oh, okay. uh, in in oddly enough, uh, and I'll drive up through Durango when I go visit those locations. Well, let's work something out. I can come down there. As it turns out, um, I was in Canada for ten years. After I left there, I went to L.A. I couldn't find anything in tech, so I went to work for a company, and I did all their. They would excuse me, uh, acquire new businesses. And I'd go in and build up the, the new business, remodel it, do all that kind of stuff. Well, they sold and one of the partners moved to Durango and bought 900 acres. So he offered me a, an opportunity to hang out here. And okay. I get a little salary and, and it's here. So if you ever want to come up, I think I can tap into the, the four wheel drives we've got and side by sides and take you out on some trails. Nice. Um, and you, uh, so backing up a little bit, did you yeah. pivot from drywall, which you did with your old man to tech around the time you went to school and then you pivoted from drywall to tech to getting into tech? I yeah, guess. I, I went to night school. So I literally went from taping and finishing sheetrock to live working in an office with a tie in two weeks. And I was not prepared for the the politics and that kind of thing. I, I was a square peg in the proverbial round hole. Yeah, you probably like like the rest of us drywallers. You like the freedom of going out and being in the field and working hard and getting your hands dirty. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and it was funny. One company, I won't go too far off track, but I got into it. I was inside sales. I wanted to learn about sales and marketing because my plan in the with the tools that I've developed was always to come back into it. So okay. this was... 
the perfect atmosphere to learn about sales and marketing. Okay. One day while I was in training and I'll make this short, okay. um, my manager came up to me and said, you know, you're doing a really good job. Uh, but if you want the really good accounts, you've got to take, and I won't mention his name, but the general manager out for drinks, you got to take him and his wife skiing. You know, basically <laughs> you've got to take him to dinner and do this stuff. Well, yeah. I'm a drywall guy and we don't work that way, right? So I look across the room and they're like a, maybe 150 salespeople. And I look across the room and the GM's over there. So I go walking up there and I said, hey, Mike, different name, but I'll call him Mike. So yeah. Mike, what is this crap? I'm a drywall guy. And he says, what are you talking about? I said, I hear if I want the good accounts, I got to take you out for drinks. I got to take you and your wife skiing. I got to take you out to dinner. And this yeah. guy turns white as a sheet. I mean, just white as a sheet. Yeah. He said, where did you hear that? I looked back and my manager of the six pack, we had a group of five salespeople and her, I'll call her Mary. I look across the room. Mary's looking at me, her eyes wide open, like the deer in the headlights. I point at her. I said, well, Mary told me I got to do that. And he said, no, 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 it'll be okay. You don't have to do that. Well, he fired me in front of the whole company the next day. I was like, yeah, out of here. we don't think you're going to be a team player. No, so I mean, that's drywall. I mean, that's unabashed drywall in the corporate environment. So I, I learned a lot from that. And I was able to move on to other companies and do a little bit better. Right. That was Marshall Industries in Milpitas, California. We sold computer chips. Okay. We did $15 million a month selling $2 but parts. you didn't want to, you didn't want to, you were kind of not fitting in that industry though anyway. So you're like, screw it. I'm going to go like talk trash about Mary or whatever her name was and get canned. What do you do next? Well, I didn't mean to talk trash. I mean, I was just blatantly stupid. So I went and applied for <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do. I do that sort of thing too sometimes. I mean, it was just stupid. I went down there thinking, I'm going to have integrity. You can trust my word, you know, rah, 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 rah. And man, they beat the hell out of me. Um, after that, I went to work for Future Electronics, which was another um, chip uh, computer retailer, I should say. Um, okay. We did about, I want to say about $20 million a month. And then I started to settle in. I started to understand what was going on. Okay. So we had a future future called, or excuse me, a, a division of future called FAI, Future Active Industrial. And we were supposed to go out and take business away from the current salespeople that had their, their accounts. Because okay. the thing that the owner was, if you've got two groups of salespeople competing for the same business, it's going to sharpen up both teams. And it was a zoo. I mean, it was an absolute zoo. Yeah. But long story short, I ended up developing new sales territories. I opened up a new office in uh, Portland, in Beaverton, actually. Okay. Uh, off Cornell, you may know where Cornell is. Yep. Okay. Um, off the 26th, right there by 185. Yeah. Uh, opened up a new office there, uh, did real well, um, hired a staff, opened up the new building. This then, is your this is your company at this point. No, I'm working for Future Electronics. Future, this is Future. Okay. Yeah, Future Electronics. So I worked for Marshall, got canned. Then I worked for Future and started to get an idea of what was going on. Open up some new um, business territories, open up the new office okay. and did real well. Uh, met a girl, moved up to Van Vancouver, BC. Okay. Um, during that process, I worked the Seattle territory for um, a company called Future, excuse me, Silicon Forest Electronics, and we placed computer chips into circuit boards. 
Okay. I basically what time what's the time period of this where you're at in Seattle right now? What what year is it? By now it's about 1999. It's about 99. And you have you have existing computers were fairly new at that time. So this yeah. this whole tech industry is just sort of starting to light up. Um, you, but you still have the background in drywall, correct? You could like go back to do. Do, do drywall anytime, right? I was doing repair jobs on the weekends all the time. Right. Just for extra money. Time. Okay. Yeah, just for right. extra money. Okay. Continue on. Okay. So this is 1999, right before the, the 2000 scare, you know, everybody thought their computers were in yeah. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and just before the dot-com bubble burst. Right. So I'm down there, I'm developing, my whole thing was developing new territories, okay, and knocking on doors that people didn't want to be talking to anybody. Sure. And I got pretty good at it. So I started knocking on Nintendo's door. They had a new gaming division there. They did all the prototypes. And okay. that's in Bellevue, Washington, which is a, a yep. little area outside Seattle. Yeah, that high end up there in oh, Bellevue. Geez. And a lot yeah. of tech. Yeah, a lot of tech. Um, well, Microsoft brought a lot of it in with them. Yeah. So yeah. I knocked on uh, uh, not so not uh, not Bill Gates, but uh, well, Bill Gates, but also uh, who's his partner? Um, Alan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's they both have places up there. Also, I I got kicked off Bill's Gate uh, construction site for his home. I was, really? Yeah, I was doing a little <laughs> side job. A uh, little weekend side job. I had to match some textures, old style plastering. Yeah. And I'm going down this road and there are these cranes up in the, in the middle of this. It's on the, right on the lake. Yep. And there are these cranes and I'm thinking, what the heck are these things doing in a residential area? So I go driving down there. This guy comes up and says, excuse me, sir, you have to leave. You have to yeah. leave right now. Yeah. And I didn't find out until I found the house I was working on that it was a gay's place. Yeah, if I remember right, it's like a $40 million thing, and it's partially yeah. dug into the hillside. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful area. Really, really nice. So you're up in uh, you're up there in Seattle working tech. Uh, it's it's around 99 techs just sort of starting to starting to emerge, and you're visiting these different places, Nintendo, all these different locations. Well, and what are you look kicked. what are you looking for? Well, I'm getting kicked out of them for about four or five months. They don't want to talk to me at all. Um, I just kept knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and eventually got in with them. Nintendo was funny because I started knocking on their facility out in Issaquah. And one day, one day, um, immigration shows up, and they've got this field of people. There's a farming field right beside the building, and this group of people are running across the field getting away yeah. from the office because the immigration shows up at the front door it was hilarious yeah. yeah so anyway they plugged me in with bellevue um i eventually got into working with them we did all the prototyping boards for the new games that were developed okay. for nintendo and then with microsoft i worked with the engineers uh to work to develop the very first wireless mouse that um microsoft ever took to market neat yeah that was fun those are good people I really enjoyed that. So we're establishing a background here, but deep and buried in your little mind, you have some sort of like plans with all of this new education, this tech education and your drywall education. You're going to merge this energy together. You have some sort of neat tool in mind that you want to make. Oh, my dad had created a, a robotic 
tape applicator back in 1977. All right, let's back up to that. So so a seed a seed okay. was planted in 1977 by your dad with this applicator. Let's let's talk about that. What's why is it such a big deal? Oh, this thing's badass. Okay. Um it's there's a ro a robotic system called Canvas that's out in the industry right now and it's basically yeah. like a computer thing. And, yeah, you know, I talked to. Uh, I've actually talked to the marketing person. I would like to get interview the dude. Yeah. Um. They were at. Uh. They were at Build Twenty Three, showing off their yeah. uh, Canvas robot, but they haven't got back into. I think I'm a little too edgy for them or something, but I don't care. Well, I don't give. I don't give a shit. They're very um, vulnerable. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're. You say they're vulnerable. They're extremely vulnerable. Why? I've read their patents. I. I, I know what they're up to. Um, if you got a big wide open area, wait, okay. wait, what do you mean too? What do you mean that they're vulnerable? In my personal opinion, their approach to market is inappropriate for 99% of all construction and absolutely not appropriate for remodeling. I mean, what are you, I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? I mean, not that I, I'm just playing devil's advocate okay. a little bit. I kind of agree they're right. kind of like they're kind of in a space they know nothing about would be my would go. be that right. that would be my interpretation yeah. of what you're saying that's their vulnerability yeah. and they're going they're they're marketing in a drywall space that caters to non-typical marketing and yeah. and you got to know your shit cuz people will you see do. people will see right through you and be like yeah. oh, you, well you can't skim a wall that way because of x y and z yeah. But they don't understand that because they don't understand the they don't understand the process. They don't understand the process. They, Stop me they, if I'm wrong. No, you're 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 the reason the reason that I can sell Fresco Harmony is because I understand drywall finishing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done some research into a couple of the people in there, and they've got aircraft background and very, very strong in computer. They okay. just signed an agreement with USG, so USG is helping to promote them. <laughs> really? But, <laughs> but there, there's a marketing advantage just to have new technology, you know? And I think, I'm just guessing, I mean, I don't, I'm talking out my backside right now. Sure. But I think US. I think USG is interested simply because it's a new technology and it'll bring attention to their brand. But I don't think Canvas are going to do very well. The thing I think is USG, like, USG would be better served uh, in different ways, in my opinion. But they yeah. just teamed up with uh, Drywall Shorty as well. Oh, good did for you, them. Did you know that? Yeah, them. probably did, a better, probably a better angle for USG than Canvas. But Canvas is getting a lot of attention via LinkedIn and with some of the yeah. larger commercial companies I've seen. You know, yeah. and for those of you listening that don't know what Canvas is, it's a drywall robot <laughs> like and it's a drywall. More specifically, it's a drywall finishing robot. It finishes drywall. Correct. Absolutely. Basically, what it is, is an electron or electric lift, like a, a scaffolding lift that you would go up and down on on a commercial project. Okay. But they strip off the top platform that you stand on and put different attachments on it to finish the drywall okay okay as i understand it it basically sprays a finish over the entire wall and i haven't seen anything that actually tapes the joint um okay so, so yeah so uh, if you have a perfectly flat uh surface that's already taped in one coated or taped in two coated to a level three or something 
Canvas is your robot. <laughs> if you can't reach it off the ground, yeah, yeah. If there's no, if there's no angles or anything, yeah. and uh, again, like you know, I would probably be more inclined to know more if Canvas had come back and like wanted to do the in interview <laughs> that I asked them to do uh, eight months ago when I first learned about Canvas. It was interesting to me, and I felt like learning more about this drywall robot in the industry where I'm marketing, you know, would be beneficial to both of us. But yeah. well, I, you kind of touched on it earlier. I think they have a good, I think not a good concept, but a strong concept. Uh, they've, they've acquired over $40 million in venture capital. I mean, people have put a lot of money into this when I, and not to go too far off, off base. Not, not when me, Rick, in, not me. <laughs> when I was in Seattle during the, the big hype for the internet, I saw people, and I've talked to a lot of salespeople, we saw investors put millions and millions of dollars yeah. in crash stupid ideas. And we were selling them chips. And we're saying, that's a stupid yeah. idea. And yeah. I mean, millions of dollars. And yeah. then they fold up and the guy that came up with the idea and buy a new house, you know? Yeah. So well, they take they take averages when you're when you're uh, angel investing like that. Yeah. You like, you know, you have to assume you're going to have one unicorn out of 50 different investments, yeah. you know, that's going to pay that'll pay off for all those other failures. And these people, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's OK. OK. And these people that are investing don't know anything about what they're investing in. I mean, it's just, we've got a new robotic technology. We're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. And even if it fails, the people that started yeah. it are going to come out just fine. I mean, just fine. So I, I'm a little suspicious about human nature in some situations. Yeah, yeah. But Canvas, like you're saying, if there's an angle, if there's an off, a, a bad butt joint or something, it's not going to help you out. I've looked at the patents in the, in the products that I've developed and my dad started, there was no way I could afford a patent attorney. I mean, not a chance. Okay. So I learned how to do the patent research. I got to look in, in, I learned how to write them and all that kind of stuff. And the patent that is most relevant to what Canvas is doing today is an electric lift, just like a scaffold. Um, they've got an air dryer in there. So what they're thinking, I don't know if they've nice. implemented it yet, but they're going to put, they're going to spray the wet mud on it and then they're going to hit it with hot air to dry out. Yeah. Yeah. Are and they, this, fam are, are they familiar with how mud dries though? Apparently not. I mean, yeah. Gotta, and gotta I don't do want to beat them up. You know, God bless yeah. them. You got to do, you, you definitely got to do some research there, but you're the first one that's actually brought up a uh, canvas out of 50, yeah. 50, you know, however many interviews that I've done now. And it's interesting to me. Uh, and I think that, Here's what I don't like. Here's what yeah. I don't like is that like when people come in and they assume this is a glaringly obvious um, example of people looking down at the drywall industry and thinking that yes. this is something that a fucking robot can do. Like shame yeah. on shame on yeah. you. Shame on you for that. Shame on you for thinking that awesome. this is some this is something that a monkey could do. This takes a lot of training. Yeah. It takes a lot of knowledge about dry times, the the aspect of the mud, corners, outside mm -hmm. angles, uh, drywall application, corner bead application, fasteners. You know, mm -hmm. this isn't just something that 
some tech guy that knows nothing about drywall can throw together a computer and think that they're going to finish walls. That oh, yeah. to me is insulting. And oh, so yeah. that, that is my, that's my like heavy energy towards it. And when I reach right. out to interview you about your damn product, give me the time of day because I'm connected to the industry that you're marketing in. Oh yeah. Yeah. The you know, fuck the US, uh, like USG, like, oh, good for you. USG pumped a bunch of money into it. Doesn't mean it works. You know, that, oh, you, ra you raised 40, you raised $40 million. Well, yeah. you know, how many sales, you know, what's your sales like? <laughs> I saw a video where a lady was asking the founder of Canvas, how much money do you save by using your equipment? And he said, well, that's really not a, a good reason to you want to use it. It's not even relevant. Not to them. Not no. to them at all. We've got something new and you should have it just because it's new. And you and know what? You know what? We're in a space where we don't give a shit even about the drywallers. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like the we're, people we're, we need to run the machines yeah. and the people that doubly we're competing against. Yeah. Like, you know, they're wise not to do an interview with me, honestly, because I, I would I would really drop the hammer on some of these questions. When you said that, that they wouldn't talk to you, I figured that's what it was. I mean, they don't want to talk to a real drywall guy. Fuck if you've got no. a ceiling, if you got a ceiling under 10 feet, you can't operate their machine. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Again, I, I've got a pet peeve that way. I drywall is an art. I mean, it's an art. And just running in, just knowing how to handle the proper situation. I don't know how many times I've seen people with my dad or or with me. And you Everybody listening yeah. has had this happen. Yeah. Where you put your heart into something, you got a bad butt joint or or the framer screwed something up, you've got a wow in the two by four. Yeah. And you love that thing out or a texture you got to match and you spend time on it. And in your heart, I, I can do this, damn it. You know, I can do this. And you set out your personal goal to make that thing look perfect. And you do it, it's done. And you're like, yeah, that's good. That's good. And then the, the GC comes in or somebody <laughs> else, and you look at it and they go, oh, okay. And they walk away, you know, they just don't get it. They don't yeah. Understand. Or they say, or they say, I could have done it. I could have done that. I just didn't have the time, you know, yeah. you, you're, you did a really good job and stuff. I, I, I'm really good. Oh, did you know I'm really good at finishing drywall? I just, yeah. I don't have the time. You know, what you do is fucking stupid and simple. Yeah. And yeah. you, you're an idiot. I know everything. And, yeah. uh, you know, but they're willing to pay for good drywall. They will pay for yeah. good drywall they if yeah. they're smart, because yeah. in their heart of hearts, they know they can't do it. Yeah. And they know a machine certainly can't do it. Um, you know, I'm not saying a machine can't one day do it. Right. But, but th we're going back to the 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 word uh vulnerability and i like that uh that's a good that's a good really good uh, way to define it we could bash uh or talk about canvas all day and i really enjoy this conversation <laughs> but i do i do want to talk about like your dad's tool so so uh you were talking about that and we straight off path let's yeah. talk about let's talk about this cool tool that your dad's coming up with who is uh who is a uh a professional drywall finisher yeah, it was. I mean, just just very, very good. I'm sure. So he worked on this thing. He went through, he just had an idea. What he did, there was a tool called the VersaTool that came out in the mid to late 70s. 
And it was basically a tube uh, about four inches in diameter that you pumped up like a like a automatic tool, but it had air pressure against it. So as you push this thing more and more full, the air pressure got harder and more higher air pressure. So you're pressing against it as you fill the tube with mud. So he took it out and he's running this thing and it, it worked for a little bit, but you always had to con constantly adjust the pressure in the tube and he, he just didn't like it. He thought, well, I can do better than that. So he worked for a couple of years um, with different machinists and stuff. 1977, we go to a church that we're working on in Independence, Oregon. And he came up with this pump and we start running this thing on the wall. And it's, it's cool. I mean, this thing's working. Um, it's got finger actuators that operate air cylinders to, to execute the different functions, taping, or excuse me, cutting the tape, advancing the tape, and actuating a corner wheel. Okay. okay. And this thing's working. I mean, it's, it's nice. And we're going for about three hours and then the pump destroys itself. It totally screws itself up. How? how? Just the seals in it. It didn't, okay. it, it, it wasn't a good pump. It just wasn't. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, he worked on it for a couple of years. I was about to graduate from high school. So I, and you may know this place. I went to Village Inn on Market Street in Salem, Oregon which is along I-5. And I went in there one day, I'm about to graduate from high school and I pull out a napkin. And I think, okay, if I can make this thing work and I write down you know, different numbers and stuff. And I thought, well, that's the best shot I've got in my life. So I decided to just not go to college. Not that it was a real option, but not to go for additional education anyway. Okay. And stick with this thing and see if I can make it work. Okay. So he worked on it for a few years. Uh, I worked on it for a few years, um, made progress. When I ran out of money, I'd come up with another idea and just, it was a slow, slow. This steady. is, this is a pump for a continuous flow mechanism. It is. Okay. It is. Okay. So I went through about four more taper prototypes. I went through eight pump designs. I have what I call a docking station. This thing is hydraulic. Okay, okay, hydraulic power. So I call that a docking station. I went through probably seven docking stations before I finally got everything put together. And I had no training on any of this stuff. So I may, I, I've made hundreds of mistakes, hundreds of mistakes, no doubt. But I always remember that little thing at, at Village Inn Restaurant, you know, it's the best shot I got. So to get back to what we were talking about earlier, I was in electronics. Um, because I wanted to learn more. I mean, I wanted to, you know, can I be successful in this area? And I specifically went for sales and marketing and developing new territories with the drywall tools in the back of my mind. Yeah, well, and you have the drywall experience. So and I have you, the have, drywall you, have, you have everything except for the product. Well, I have the product, <laughs> it's just not working yet. Okay. okay. It's just yeah. not working yet. All and right. I figured I could make it work. And I, I, my thing was, I will stick with this until something better comes along. Smart. And I never came up with anything better. Okay. So we had talked about um, drywall talk about 10 years ago. I was involved with that. I was about ready to launch these things. I finally got a very, very good pump system working. Okay. We're about three months away. I've got a machinist as a partner. Things are looking really good. And then went through this divorce that just completely, oh, wiped, right. completely wiped me out financially. Um, the machinist didn't want to stick around because I there's I had no money. There's just nothing. Yeah. So I started over again in LA. 
Um, from that day to this day, I've been building it back up. Um, not building up the tools because they were working, but I guess building me up and my resources to yes. get to where I can launch the thing. How are you, at this point in time, how are you building your resources? Are you just drywall finishing? Well, I, I bootstrapped this whole thing myself. Okay. I, I go a little off, off track. I've had many, many people want to invest in the thing. I mean, many. Okay, great. But, but, but money, throwing money at something doesn't make it a good idea. You know, no, it it only, it only creates, it only creates people to pay back. (laughs) That's really (laughs) it. That's absolutely it. And, and it, well, not only people to pay back, it creates pressure. It creates pressure for you to uh, sell quickly so that you can satisfy your investors. Boom. Boom. That's it. And when I was in tech and we were talking about the bad ideas that people invested in, these guys, they wouldn't develop the product. They wouldn't make sure it was rock solid before it got to, to right. this. Bernie and, and I, in Bernie and I's interview, we talk about that and his competition would send these tools out, yeah. you know, before they were ready. Yeah. And one thing that Columbia did that was different was sort of vet these tools locally so that they could continue to tool and yeah. work out the kinks. Um, I, I think it's the brilliance of any slower growth business that ha- that has sustainability. It's smart. I mean, I saw people like we're talking about introducing things too soon. And you do that, you ruin your reputation with that customer base. You're you're shot for three years. Yep. For three years. Yep. You can't, they're not going to trust you. And then they're going to sit back and watch their their competitors buy your stuff to see if it works out. So right. just a nightmare. And the other thing, being a drywall guy, I don't want somebody telling me what to do all the time. I mean, right. it's just, it's just. And that's pretty, uni- that's pretty universal with any drywall person. I know. <laughs> I, I love these we guys. Don't, we, we are very stubborn and yeah. we don't like being told what to do yeah. and reluctant to try new things. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was one thing about tech that I, I mean, there's some good, smart people there good-hearted, smart people. But these guys aren't confrontational whatsoever. And that's okay. where politics get in and backstabbing the whole bit. I mean, that drove me nuts. I mean, I didn't like it. I was... I, toward yeah, the, but I feel like that's where tech could take it. That's where drywall could take a page out of tech's book where they are more open to finding new ideas and like oh. reaching out. Whereas drywall... It's like this is blue water for new ideas because we're yeah. so stubborn. The industry is so stubborn that it's really hard to yeah. drive a new idea, get those investment dollars. To, where tech's yeah. constantly scouring the industry looking for new, the newest, best idea. That, that's absolutely true. When I was selling new product in new territories, I'd call the engineers. Now, getting them on the phone was the tricky part. But when I said, I have a new thing, they're like, come on in right now. I want to talk to you right now. And they were all over it. The drywall guys are stubborn. I mean, yeah, we all get into what we're comfortable with. And I am the king of my world. Sorry, guys. But I am the king of my world. And I know what works for me. And we're a little risk averse in some areas. Yeah. The tools that we're coming out with, we're only going to target a certain 15% of the market. Okay, yeah. that's all we want to work with. First of all, because these tools are going to be really expensive and there, there's just not a lot we can do about it. We can pump 200 feet from our docking station 
from our larger one. We can okay. run three tools simultaneously off of that docking station. So you can be taping in one room or one apartment and boxing out in another apartment. Okay. Are you familiar with Wayne Swayze plastering? No, I'm like, not. I, I think he uses, uh, he uses, I'm always fascinated by the continuous flow tools. Yeah. This is kind of, this is what we're talking about, right? Yeah, it it's a, it's a, a different version, but yes, it is. Fundamentally. Okay. And so the, the, the continuous flow technology, I don't know a lot about it, but I always love seeing it. It's always like, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That box is just being fed by a hose and you never yeah. have to, you know, you don't even need a, you don't need a pump in a bucket. You, yeah. you so you're talking about the pump, like from the machine, the start of the machine that's 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 feeding these tools, um, yeah. and then do you have to make special tools for continuous flow setups? I want to dig no. into the I want to dig into the mechanics of the continuous flow tools a yeah. little bit because they are yeah. rare. You're saying 15 percent of the market. That's probably probably on the high side. Uh, I think we'll do okay. We're gonna have three different versions of the the docking station. Okay. Um, I hope to get our our smallest one out on the street for about eight grand. Okay, complete system. Okay. Which, which isn't too bad because you get with the the smallest one, you have the ability to tape, finish, and texture. Okay. What do you mean by small versus big? Well, my smaller one would have about an eight, about a ten CFM uh, compressor on it. Okay. okay. So the docking station has a hydraulic pump and it has a method for holding the material. It's not a hopper. It's a different kind of thing. Okay. And it's got an air compressor. You got to have the air compressor to activate the robotics. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the smaller one doesn't have the big compressor. Okay. So you can do some texturing with it too. Okay. Oh, okay. The, the big one, um, you can paint with the thing. Okay. 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 And the big one, like I said, you can run three tools simultaneously. That one's probably up around 20 grand. Okay. 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 So now, now run me through. So you're, I'm a drywall guy. I've got yeah. a set of, I've got a set of uh, Columbia or Can-Am tools. Maybe I'm yeah. a, even a semi-automatic uh, taping guy. Uh, uh, this you're bypassing the hand finishers altogether because they think you're crazy. Oh, they do. <laughs> I, I did hand finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't afford the tools for a number of years I but didn't. okay but real quick ahead, real yeah. quick like you're you're you dipping into your sales and marketing knowledge how do you yeah. sell how do you sell me whom i can afford i can maybe afford a, a three to four thousand dollar set yeah. of tools a bazooka i can even buy those tools like use a hand pump and yeah. i can go go run those tools in a house how do you as a salesperson come and sell me this eight thousand dollar unit I'm not even going to try. No, no. I mean, give me, give me a shot. Give no, me a shot. No. Let me finish. No, let me finish. Okay. Let me okay. finish. Okay. Because that haunted me for years because in that yeah. moment, I couldn't afford it. I, as a contractor, I could not have afforded the tools I want to sell myself. Sure. Okay. Sure. So what I did was I came up with an adapter system. I've got, you pull the, the cable and the plunger out of your bazooka, out of your automatic taper. You put my insert in. Oh, I've, I've okay. got some actuators on the thing. And you can run my aftermarket accessory on the tools you already have. Connect Beautiful. them up to Mark 5. Boom, okay. you're down the road. Now you're I'm, I'm trying to get this. 
And I've got the same thing for the box. Okay. And it attaches right to your handle. Okay. okay. Boom. You hook it up to a hose. You can attach it to a Mark V. I got a little more testing to do on. So the this would be a this would theoretically be a handle that could attach to any brand of tool, and you yes. could run the you could run the box. Yes, you're saying handle. It doesn't change how you operate either tool at all. Okay. 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 There's a button. The way you you hold the the automatic taper, one hand is on the end of the thing with maybe your finger inside the tube. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, I put I put two pneumatic buttons there, so one actuates the the on off flow for the the mud, okay, and the other button actuates the corner wheel. Okay, okay. are you selling Are you selling these? I start August first. August first. Okay, we're right on the cusp. This is You're great. Right I, I just <laughs> I just introduced this. I just introduced this on LinkedIn two weeks ago. And how okay. many, wait, how many, cause I got dudes that would, I could, I could uh, refer you to people that yeah. would try it and give you badass reviews. See, like, but what is, I is did that, was. Is that going to, how you, is that how you're going to market this? What I'm going to do is I've got to do some more testing on the Mark five. Okay. Okay. I'm talking to Graco about putting a compressor on the Mark five. Okay. I only need four or five CFM to operate these tools. Okay. I'm knocking on their door. They haven't opened it yet, but if, if it doesn't work out with Graco, I'm going to talk to Titan. If nothing else, I will sell a little compressor that you can bolt to the frame of the Mark V and have air for my robotics. Okay. Okay. You know, the questions are yeah. coming up because it's great. This is this is immediately where my brain would go with uh, with continuous flow tools versus auto, uh, fully automatic tools. Yeah. Is like, how do you bridge that gap to where I can take my existing $1,800 bazooka yeah. and attach a continuous flow system to it? That's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. And I'm trying incredibly to get in under $1,800. Okay. Okay. I'd like, okay. To sell it. I'd like to sell it for $1,200. I met with just for well, that. I'm just talking about the bazookas, $1,800. So this would be in addition to whatever yeah. I'm paying for the bazooka. But if I'm already, if I already have existing tools, oh. this is an $1,800 or $2,000 investment that yeah. I can, I can include with my arsenal of tools that yeah. turns all of my shit into, uh, into continuous flow. Overnight in about three hours. Installation. That's awesome. That's badass. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm up to. And remember, cool. the, question, the question you had was, how do I sell an $8,000 system? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I never could have afforded it. I, I couldn't buy the tools for years. I sure. mean, so, I mean, I'm, I'm that guy. I mean, I'm that guy. Okay. Um, I want to get into financing later on, but I can't do that right now. That's probably a few years down the road. But, but that's what we're looking at right now. So, okay. This, so you, so I'm where sorry, do you start? Where do you start? You're, you're launching this August 1st. You're going to have a big, you know, you're going to show it off on LinkedIn. I mean, you get so many hits there. Uh, do you have any other ideas for marketing this oh, yes, techno technology out of the gate? Can you share that with me? I mean, this show will drop uh, Friday, which is June 30th. So it'll okay. drop right before you're ready to do whatever. Mm -hmm. you know, marketing wise. And, you know, I could even, 
I could wait to launch it the following week, but I think, I think you're right in there. I mean, one thing that I, one thing that happens to me is that I think that I'm going to have this big blow up when I drop something in this space, but the reality is nobody really gives a shit. Just drop the stuff and sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't know, you need to have a big opening. They don't care. Like, just, just show them, just show them what you got, what you're up to. (laughs) <laughs> Let me give you a little hint in your guys. If you're trying to get into an account, like a, a big general contractor, or you're trying to get in with some entity, okay. the way you do this, the, the very first start, you start knocking on their door. The best way to do it is do it at the same time on the same day of the week, okay. every time. So if you're, what I did at Nintendo, and this is just an example, I don't know exactly what the time or date was, but like Tuesday at two o'clock, excuse me, Tuesday at like eight o'clock, I, thought, I try to talk to engineers because they're not, they're starting to get into the groove. It's not Monday. They're kind of getting in there. I want to talk about, you know, new opportunities, that kind of thing, new technology. Okay. To talk to upper management, I went for late Thursday or Friday afternoons because the week, the week is starting to wind down. They're starting to relax. And I did that every time, every week or every two weeks, whatever I okay. thought the situation was. Smart. Well, they begin to expect it and it, it becomes consistent. And a lot of companies, they'll just blow you off because they think, well, this is just another guy. But you show consistency, you show yeah. determination, you show who you are, and you don't try to have some great big, we're going to bring yeah. <laughs> food and beets and all this kind of stuff because they don't care. Well, yeah, with the podcast, it was like every Friday, every Friday yeah. morning. And yeah. if I miss like this last yesterday, yeah. I missed and I dropped the show a little late yeah. and I was out of town and shit. But man, I mean, I'm consistently dropping every Friday yeah. and there's dudes and it drops, uh, you know, Friday morning at 1 a.m. There's yeah. dudes that wake up Friday morning expecting for me to have a yeah. new podcast. Yeah. And so that's why I was telling you, man, I got to front yeah. load these things so that yeah. I can you know, that's consistent. And I've been doing that for a year. That's, and that's what grows your audience. That's what people come to expect, I think, and and appreciate. It's consistent and it's, it's rock solid. Boom, boom, boom. And they can depend on you. Yeah. To, to answer your your question more directly. Um, I I'm just trying to be consistent on the avenues that I'm introducing right now. Okay. 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 Yeah. August 1st, we may not start selling them. Okay. I've got a couple little Mark five things I want to work out. I want to make sure this is rock solid before we get it out. But I will, what I will do is I will have my website up. I will surprise. I think most viewers with what it is we're doing and I'll hint toward the robotic stuff that we've got coming up. Okay. Okay. Well, the first uh, guy that comes to mind is uh, it's your man Cam. I don't know if you've seen him. He's kind of an ambassador for Columbia, but he's uh, always willing to try new shit, and he's yeah. very sharp. He would be a f- and his social media is off the hook. He's very good with videos and shit. Like if you yeah. sent him one of these, he would vet it and well, give you a, and give you a quality review. What's funny is you know we had talked a little bit earlier before we set this up. I lived in Vancouver, BC for 10 years and I went over to the Columbia group and okay. I, talked to, I talked to one of the sons and he and I actually talked about an accessory I wanted to build that would go on to the Columbia taper, which okay. is exactly what we're doing right now. 
Yeah. I'm talking to another automatic um, taping company right now about possibly using their tools and what I'm doing. Um, okay. We'll see how that develops. Those guys listen to the podcast, man. They'll, 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 they'll be listening and they'll be like checking it out. You know, um, I'm sure, I'm sure, but we need, uh, we need information, you know, like on, uh, I mean, for, for, for like, what's the name of it? Do you have a name for this tool? It's the, I don't, I don't, I just call it an aftermarket, uh, taper adapter. Oh man, you gotta come up, you gotta come up with a good name for this thing, man. Know. You know, and then it's got to have like a little, like little tchotchke, like a little logo, a little lo- uh, ambassador yeah. logo graphic. Yeah. Thing. You're yeah. taking a, you're taking a regular taper and you're making it into a continuous flow oh, taper. Yeah. Like, like, you know, the continuous snake or the continuous whatever or something. I, I don't, I don't know, but like, know. you know, to have a steadfast brand, here's the product. Yeah. This is what it looks like in your hand. There's a nice picture of yeah. it. Um, You know, like and that it, type of thing. I, I did that for Division Nine Robotics. I've got a nice logo. It's um, okay. copy, or excuse me, I've applied for the trademark. We've got a tagline. It's all about speed. Uh, the S in speed is a dollar sign green. So for the the company, I've got that. But you're absolutely right. I have to do that. Maybe the guys can help me out as I introduce it and do that. And I'll, I'll buy them dinner at their favorite restaurant, whatever. Do you and have a photo? Do you have a photo of the tool that you're selling? I do, but it's not pretty. It's not sexy. Um, on LinkedIn, uh, uh, you sent me. You sent me like a link uh, on Facebook. Is that the? That must be it. Take a look at it. Yeah, I've got drawings of the components, and then I've got some actual pictures of the thing. There you go. That thing. That thing. That, okay. Those are the two buttons and the actuator for the corner creaser I talked to you about earlier. Okay. That goes on the outside of the tube. And then there's a tube or a, I'll call it a pipe for lack of a better word that slides up the inside. Yeah. Okay. And this is a, and what we can do on the show is in, when I, when I do a write up about like mm-hmm. on Podbean, I can leave a comment with a link to, this is your LinkedIn page, correct? Yeah, it is. And it's Hardman, uh, Rick Hardman, one, two, eight, three, three, nine, seven, nine. Or is yeah, that just so. okay? That um, yeah. Go ahead. So so LinkedIn's a good uh, way to find you. Also, um, Facebook. You seem pretty pretty active on Facebook. Where you message me on yeah. Facebook, and then uh, uh, a website. Not yet. It's not okay. Do you uh, have video? Be... Do you have video? Sorry, go ahead. It'll be Division 9 Robotics. That's Division09Robotics.com. Okay. Okay. And just oh, a quick note. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, 09. Uh, oh, for, li- for our listeners, it's Division. It's pronounced Division 9, but it's Division 09. Kind of like a little nod to uh, uh, the Duke boys there with the 01. <laughs> there you go. A little, little nod to Hazard County. <laughs> oh nine robotics yeah just a quick note the linkedin thing what i'm wanting to what i've started to do is explore new opportunities with material houses okay what i want to do is i want to establish a national distribution network now just starting regionally like we were talking earlier just right here and slowly grow it out but have them carry these aftermarket accessories 
And in exchange, what we'll do is, I did call center in LA. I had a, a group of 30 people. We're gonna go out and attack these areas. We're gonna let the contractors in each geographic location know about our new robotics. We will send them information. We will let them know all about it. And okay. then we will steer them to the local supply house to buy them, okay? Okay. For the guys listening, you'll buy them on our website too. But my okay. point is we wanna establish those relationships. And all of that kind of communication is going on LinkedIn. So I don't know how much interest the guys have in it. They can look at it. They're open to it. Sure. But the Facebook stuff is more designed for us, for workers okay. and guys that apply this stuff. Okay. Okay. So if, yeah, yeah. LinkedIn's more corporate. Uh, definitely yeah. a good place to network with. I think that's where Canvas hangs out most yeah. of the time. You don't yeah. see them on Instagram. or Maybe they are on Instagram now, but... Um, they, uh, yeah, yeah, it's corporate. So they're talking to USG, some of these big dogs, L and W, yeah. FBM, G, it's like all these larger companies to hang out there. Yeah, I'm uh, talking to national sales managers. That kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, but but you're selling sort of. So if our listeners, if the, we got a tape, we got a dude out there, he's taping, he's got regular tools, he wants to learn more about your tool. Uh, he wants to get a hold of you. Are you open to that? Them uh, emailing you or oh, yeah. calling you? Do you want to give your number and email? Um, they can go to the the Facebook division zero nine robotics dot com. Okay, I'll show them everything that they they want to do. Okay, um, I can give you my phone number. I mean, that's no problem. I Just mean, you know, this is for this is for the listeners. If somebody's curious about your yeah. tool. And they want to use it. Uh, it seems like a pretty cool tool. Uh, you know, I, I think you definitely need you definitely need a video of you taking this oh, tool yeah. like out of the box, hooking it up yeah. to a, someone's bazooka yeah. on the job. Yeah. Like where even yeah. if you if somebody was interested in using the tool and you had to go to their job and video yeah. this pro process, then right. then other people could see. Oh, it only takes a couple hours. You hook this unit up to my existing bazooka, and boom, I got yep. continuous flow right out of the back of my truck. That's cool. Yeah, we're shooting August first on that. Okay. Right now, we're out beating it up on, on the on the job sites. Good. Uh, I mean, we're still so learning. We're still you're tweaking. vetting. You're vetting yeah. the tool. How long have you been vetting the tool for? Oh, sheesh. This particular thing, a year. The big thing was it's easy to build something. Okay. It's not easy to build something that works. Right. It's even harder <laughs> to build something. <laughs> how many con how many contractors do you have trying this out? I just, just got a couple right now. Over just, over the last year, you've got a couple contractors a couple, that have been yeah. helping you yeah. uh use this tool and get it ready. Yeah, I've got a new one, and these were in different areas that I lived in. Okay. Uh, I just moved to the Durango area. Okay. I just hooked up with a large drywall company in Durango and Tuesday I'm taking it out there. And we're doing some testing with a Mark five. Okay, cool. So cool. this is leading edge. Are you going to video, are you going to video some of that and throw it up on your Facebook page? It's pretty caveman. Not this one, not yet. Okay. okay. I don't want to just show us blowing yeah. something. Understood. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When, when I show something, I want it to be a value. And the thing yeah. is people get impressions. Okay. Yeah. And what I'm doing right now, the valve that I've got on the prototype is an SMC pneumatic valve. It costs me $325. It's guaranteed, guaranteed for 200, or I'm sorry, 2 million activations, but I think I can build one for about 80 bucks. Okay. okay. 
So that drops the price from 325 to 80 bucks, my cost. Okay. okay. So my valve may blow up. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it will. It should be set for up to 2000 PSI. Okay. But if I show this valve blowing up just to provide information, guys are mentally going to picture this thing doesn't work. Okay. Know? So let me go a little further down the road. I'll do more of that. Yeah. Um, the second it's rock solid, they will see. You will see. I'll let you know what's going on. Beautiful. They can what they can see on Facebook right now is the prototype. Everything works. Everything's good. Is rock solid with the SMC valve. I'm just trying to make this thing cheaper to get it down, out of the door. Okay? okay. I met with my machinist yesterday. To He wants to manufacture the part that slips inside the tube. He wants $1,400. Okay. okay. Well, by the time I go to distribute it, I'm not going to get it out at the price that I could afford to buy it. Okay. Right. So that's what I'm doing right now today okay. is getting those costs. Um, on the big robotic tools, we use a lot of 3D printing and CAD modeling a lot. Okay. I mean, it's, it's freaking badass. I can't wait to show that. Right. But what we're thinking on this item right now is instead of aluminum housings that brace the middle tube inside of the bazooka sleeve, instead of uh, aluminum to support the hose, uh, I talked about different um, composites that we might be able to use that would be less weight and less cost. Yeah, so that's what's going on right now this minute. Yeah, and yeah, I like it. I well, like it. That that's what we do. That's what you do. That was an extremely arrogant comment, and I didn't mean for it to come out that way. What's that? What are you talking about? That's what we do. No, know? I like it. I like it. No, well, that's well, I, that's ownership. That we I, make we make tools better. That's your tagline. Well, our tagline is all about speed, but yeah, that that's. I great. like it. It's all about it's all about speed. We make yeah. tools better. We make tools better. We'll add yeah. that in there. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I got to have rock solid. I don't want this coming back on me. I've got one impression, or it's going to take three years to build that relationship. Uh, I'd be careful with that story too. I mean, you know, yeah, maybe with some people they see it, well, but okay. I, like me, I'm like, oh, okay, he's yeah. he's designing this product. It takes a while to get products right. Uh, I I understand. <laughs> I mean, look at the first bazooka versus the bazooka now. It's like a Cadillac. It's like when yeah. they first came out, they sucked. You know, yeah. and, and you're trying to market to people who are hand finishing. They don't want anything to do with a bazooka. And oh, those yeah. guys, those guys were still like, dude, it's still going to like, I don't care how shitty this bazooka is. It's still going to shave like, you know, three days off your project. You know, oh, yeah. and I mean, yeah. those guys were out there selling those shitty bazookas out yeah. of the gate out of the gate they had to but then 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 you've got a couple people that are adapting to this new system yeah. and you're and then also you're selling product you're creating income and you're yeah. making the product better as you go along you know uh it's sometimes it's like uh there there's like a steve jobs saying where it's like you you know don't wait too long almost like like put it out there and then the market will show you like the problems that you have to solve you know Sometimes like, if you wait too long, you never do it, you know? Uh, oh, well, I got 40 years into this. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and I understand that. Okay. But these yeah, yeah. have to be rock solid because I don't want to be the guy that buys that thing that isn't quite up to. Yeah. And get all it. pissed. Yeah. 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 Uh, Rick, Rick Hardman, um, we have two. One thing I ask 
uh, of all of my interviewees is a pearl of wisdom that you can bestow upon the drywall community um, before we wrap up, what would it be? For me in my life, don't be arrogant. Because okay. for me, it's caused mistakes. It's caused being involved with the wrong people. It is shoot for, for humility and appreciation for those that support you. Humility, I love it. And uh, shout out too to Brendan Freeman. Uh, for, for just like, you know, he, he was like, dude, man, you should check out Rick. It'd be a good interview. And it has been a good interview. And, uh, I'll definitely be, um, you know, I'll, I'll probably give a shout out to Aaron and be like, Hey dude, have you, have you like, heard, have you seen what this guy's working on? You might want to check it out. It's pretty cool. You know, and that this is, this is a rising tide lifts all yeah. ships, man. Aaron yeah. helped, Aaron helped me. I would love to, I would love to help you. I would love to see, you know, make these connections. And like, like Brendan was like, oh man, you should have, you know, Brendan's listened to a lot of the podcasts. You haven't gotten into them yet, but you'll like them. They're good. You know, there's some are better than others and stuff like that. But the the interviews are great and they're all people in the trade. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's very cool that like he listens to the podcast. He knew this was going to be a good fit, you know, so shout out to him for that. Um, you know, yeah, just, if I can add something real quick there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Columbia did help inspire this and help encourage this. So I owe them something. I mean, okay. I owe them something. And I owe them some appreciation. Brandon, I met in Texas at a trade show a couple of years ago. I showed him some cameras, some pictures on my phone. Of yeah. this thing, and I asked him to keep quiet and he did. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So he knew about this stuff. Uh, so I owe, I owe him a tremendous debt of appreciation. Absolutely. Well, I, and I'm hitting you sort of right at the right time here. You're like, you're letting the cat out of the bag. It's like serendipitous okay. that, that you're just connecting with me. Not that yeah. I have a shitload of followers or anything, but there's a, there's oh, a hand, there's a handful of people in several different countries that consistently listen to this yeah. podcast. So, uh, you know, I think that, you know, I, I feel like it'll probably generate a little bit of energy for you in one capacity or another. And it's an interesting idea. And I'm curious if there's other, uh, I, I guess one question would be, is there, is there any like competitors out there that are coming up with things that are similar or, that you've seen? Applitech came up with a hose. See, I could have run this hose system off my tools back in the eighties. Okay. Okay. But I didn't think it was a good system. Okay. Now between then and now, Applitech came up with a, a hose system and I got nothing but respect for those guys. I've read their okay. patents. I, I, I know All what right. they've gone through and I respect them. Okay. okay. I, I think my system, I think my system has a lot of benefits over that, but you can all, if you own the Applitech tools, you can also run those off my pump. So, I mean, you know, we always want to leave the door open to working with other people too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, the <laughs> the CFS system that Ames came out with a few years ago, okay, it's a big tank that you take in and, and you do all. That. I designed that thing in 1984. I mean, okay, different right. materials, that kind of thing. So, you know, God bless everybody at Ames, but I mean, they've got the resources. They could have really done something good, and they didn't. So I I, I don't know what I think about Ames. Sure, but other sure. than that, we. Basically, they're the three the three systems: Applitech, Ames, and then the one I'm going to be bringing out. Okay, and the one that you're bringing out is 
better because you brought you're bringing it out. No, I'm bringing it out. <laughs> See, I used to say yes to that, but this is that humility thing, right? I like it. Now, I I think too there's a difference, Rick, between humility and confidence. Absolutely. Uh, like absolutely. there's nothing wrong okay. with you being confident and being like, yeah. I'm absolutely making the best uh continuous flow system to yeah. hit the market. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that, man. Well, you and know. let me add a little thing there too. On on a personal basis, man to man, you know, I geez, I'm I'm the biggest knucklehead in the room. I mean, I flooded houses with water because I didn't turn the valve off. Sure. Um, I'm no better than anybody else. But you get me in a corporate environment, company to company, I am toe-to-toe as good as anybody out there. I've, I've got the research. I, I worked Nintendo. I worked Microsoft. I mean, I, I start okay. getting aggressive. My job is to take business away from my competitors. Okay. So to your point, I'm absolutely confident in what we're, we, we have and what we're going to do. Um, and this podcast, since 1978... I've never been able to tell anybody about what I'm doing until right now, this minute. Boom. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. And I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, and and you're the type of person that I want to have on the show. And I reached out to the Canvas guys and like gave them the opportunity early on. You know, I think people want to learn about this drywall finishing robot. I have questions. So yeah. canvas if you're listening if you happen to stumble on this i'll post this shit on linkedin and be like dude we're bashing you guys all over the place like come on and yeah. defend yourself you know i yeah. want to hear about this goddamn drywall finishing robot and why it's so great and what how you're going to change and make the industry better yeah. i have questions for you as a drywall finisher you know and that's that's the same and i'm not full of shit so that's the same with everybody and i haven't sold out to a corporation, you know, right, right. I don't have anybody looking over my shoulder, you know, you, you talk like a drywall guy. There you go. Boom. Yeah. 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 So um, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the drywall podcast, Rick. Uh, this was Thank cool. You. I think there's probably room for a part two. Uh, okay. It's, uh, it's all about speed or uh, division nine robotics. I don't say that to everybody, but sometimes I do an interview. It's like, Oh man, I'd love to catch up with Rick in six months or a year and see where this tool that shall not be named yet is well, what the actual name becomes and, <laughs> and how how what how well it's doing mm. and what you're doing in the market with this tool mm. and and who's in the energy that you've created and who's shown interest and things like mm. that based based on this interview. If I can add one more thing. Yes. Okay, because again, I look at selling this self, this stuff to myself in my 20s and 30s, and I couldn't afford anything. Yeah. The, these aftermarket accessories for the automatic tools are fantastic. I mean, they're great. They're good. Okay. And one thing that I'm going to do, and I've got some, I'm bringing on a management team right now to help me out too. Okay. And number one policy is if someone buys something that we've got, and they later want to upgrade, we will buy their old tools from them. Okay. Okay. And we'll give them a, a kick-ass price on it. We'll get okay. them in a new system and they can apply that discount to the new system. Okay, cool, so cool. So kind of yeah, market. out of the gate, out of the gate, you're going to have very attractive uh, offers, you sure. know, that they're going to make it, you, you know, less risky to, you know, try, try out this thing for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. 
Um, yeah, this was awesome. And we'll, uh, we'll be in touch now. I'll, I'll be sending you some stuff. Uh, t- uh, mm-hmm. CSR offers a swag bucket to people that come on the show full of all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, people coming yeah. out with new things. Uh, CSR is selling Fresco Harmony and oh, cool. they've been a huge, huge supporter of the drywall podcast and Fresco Harmony for a long time now. And, right. uh, and yeah, yeah. And, and, and Columbia tools is sponsoring the month of June on the drywall podcast. So, oh, cool. uh, you know, that, that's kind of, that's kind of cool as well. So I owe them double appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right, sir. Well, you have a good rest of your day and we'll talk soon, man. Hey, sorry about the camera. Thanks for the opportunity, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Take it okay. easy. Bye. Bye-bye. Special thanks to Rick for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate your time and your knowledge, and I look forward to seeing these tools in the very near future. Special thanks to Columbia Tools for sponsoring the Drywall Podcast in the month of June. Here's the deal, folks. They don't just talk the talk. They don't just walk the walk. At Columbia, customer satisfaction is their battle cry. Their top priority is giving you a grade A experience from start to finish. Got a question, a concern, they're ready to take those on head on. Whether it be by email, phone, or even Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, doesn't matter. And be sure to check out their YouTube page, very cool lots of good how-to videos there on maintenance all kinds of stuff the drywall podcast was also brought to you by fresco harmony making walls better since 2004 now available at csrbuilding.com you can also walk right into csr in toronto and buy product off the shelf also check out the shop now page at www.frescoharmony.com to see what other retailers are carrying fresco harmony thank you so much for joining me on the drywall podcast today i really appreciate it look for more exciting shows to drop every friday on your favorite platforms such as podbean apple Podcasts, spotify and also YouTube. But until next time, keep drywalling.